calling shuttle pod three. You're cleared for departure. Safe travels. Hello, and welcome back to Shuttle Scuttle, Ship Talking's pod within a pod. I'm Alex, one of your hosts, and today both our audio engineer George and our community manager James are joining me on this shuttle journey as we just dropped off Brandon and Robbie Planetside. Hello! Hello! It's good to be here. (laughs) Well, guys, while we make our way back to the ship, I thought it might be interesting to chat about the Constitution refit and why we think it gets so much love and is such a fan favorite. Yeah, sounds like a great plan to me. (laughs) I have thoughts on this. Let's hear them. Okay, so I think very few people seem to say that the TOS Enterprise is their absolute favorite. And I think there is a bit of a disconnect between the fans of the original series and the fans of the Next Generation era. But I think the Constitution refit is kind of the best of both worlds, no pun intended. because it, it combines like the really, really classic sort of shape and style and sort of design language of the original with the sort of more mechanical and more believable look of the TNG era, I guess. Yeah, I think that that's very true. And it was one of the facts that I've used on our Twitter, but it was the case that during the running of the original series, the ship, the Enterprise itself, actually received more fan mail than any of the actors on the show, including <laughs> Leonard Nimoy. Um, And I think that there are many, many things that go into what made the Enterprise refit so iconic and so beloved by Star Trek fans. And a big part of it, as much as the film is a bit kind of... eh, It has a mixed reception, we'll say. But the motion picture itself, you spend a good, I don't know, three hours going around the ship, panning while triumphant music is going on, is recently made fun of in the Lower Decks kind of movie spoof. And the thing is, is that we, since that first panning around the Enterprise sequence, we've not had a sequence like that for any other ship. And it really does drive home. You know, you've got Kirk, you've got McCoy. And so, have you got McCoy in the shuttle? You have Kirk anyway. And he's just looking in (laughs) awe at this ship. And it's just like, this is the ship that we all knew and love. This is what it was meant to look like from day one. Because Gene Roddenberry was very big on that with the motion picture. Is very big on the fact that this is what the original series would have looked like if we had had the budget in the 60s. And I think a lot of fans kind of took that on board. And they were like, wow, this is is the Enterprise. That's true. This is in all of its glory, all of its Aztec-ing, swept-back pylons and glowy deflector-dish glory. Also, really, just because the the uh, Reefer Enterprise is in movies, they're dramatic. They have more emotional, you know, properly emotional, dramatic moments. Uh, they've got better CG overall, so you can have the ship getting damaged and firing back more regularly. It's per per minute of screen time there's less flyby and there's more action more drama more emotion so i guess people have more reasons to connect to the refit Mm. i think as well you know there was a story told throughout the films about the enterprise Mm -hmm. uh, especially the one to four and especially two to four um sections well two to three i guess really but (laughs) it's very much the this is the enterprise coming in it's triumphant it's glorious and then we have a time jump and it's like the enterprise is still revered but starfleet is keeping it close to home now they're like we don't really want to risk this ship because it's such an icon of 
the Federation as a whole. So let's just turn it into a training ship and then that'll be a kick for the cadets, I guess. And then <laughs> Kirk goes and takes it. He doesn't follow protocol. He gets it damaged and then he steals it and then he blows it up and you have that beautiful scene in Search for Spock. Sorry, by the way, for anybody listening to this who hasn't seen any of the original films, but you have had about 30, 40 years at this point. So I figure... Grace period maybe over. Yeah, Grace period's probably over there. But you do have that heartbreaking moment in Search for Spock where Kirk is like, my God, Bones, what have I done? And there hasn't really been a reaction to any ship death like that before or since. The Enterprise D dies in generations and Picard's like, oh, well, plenty more letters in the alphabet. Uh, (laughs) The Enterprise 1701 dies in Star Trek Beyond and Kirk's just like, well, we have a few more pressing matters going on right now. I can't really deal with this. And I was getting a bit tired of being a captain anyway. And there's this brand new one being built at Yorktown. So I don't know. Um, And then, you know, Janeway blows up Voyager every other episode. Cisco blows up the Defiant, and he's a bit sad about it, but then he gets one that's exactly the same with different carpet. And <laughs> there isn't really either the sadness at the ship going or the time to mourn the ship as well. And that was a really good and key point of the Voyage Home was the fact that they didn't have the Enterprise, and it gave not only the characters but the fan base a chance to sit back and go, "True, oh my god." The Enterprise has really gone this time. Right. Yeah. I really do think that making the Enterprise refit kind of a character in and of itself really lent to that fan favorite degree that it has. Like you said, we don't really see a treatment towards a ship quite like we see for the refit. So I think that's something I'd like to see more of in future Star Trek any iteration, any movie. I'd just like to see more of ship as character. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Like, I don't know about any of you when you're playing Star Trek games, but I spend a good half of my time on Star Trek Online just panning around my ship being like, oh, it's so pretty. <laughs> I love it so much. <laughs> I feel that way when I'm taking screenshots of my ships and demo record. I'm always like looking at the little details. I'm trying to get new angles of my ships all the time. And I definitely have my own favorites. I, I would definitely argue that I make my own ships, my own characters. Yeah, <laughs> you project. <laughs> yeah, I have a little Eagle Moss Enterprise D. It's the only model I have, sadly, as I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a charlatan of a Trekkie. Um, but, uh, <laughs> That's not true. I, well, I've, I've got that, but I bought the the massive like 170 piece model for my friend, so maybe that counts. Uh, yeah, of the, of <laughs> there Voyager. you go. But um, I. Uh, Yes, I have the, and it doesn't have any. It doesn't have any lights, obviously. It doesn't make any sounds. So often, I'll, you know, sometimes I'll be lying in bed and I'll have it, and it, you know, has no life in it. So what you've got to do is sort of hover it around, like as though it's as though it's dead in space, and you've got to think about, okay, what episode's going on right now? Why is it lost power? <laughs> <laughs> That's how I justify my lack of a fancy model. Uh, but yeah, it's all about putting your own character, your own story into into the ship in question, I suppose. Mm. I think that's some of the beauty in Star Trek as it is. Because, I mean, it would mm. be a completely different story uh, without the starships. Oh, yeah. I mean, Star Trek is so much more than its starships, but what would it be without the starships? Exactly. You'd have people transwarp beaming to Kronos and <laughs> in, onto things that warp. <laughs> I like the idea that it's exactly the same show, but... Um, 
<laughs> they're just all uh, they're just all sort of sat down flying through space in a vague shape and they're walking around with nothing. <laughs> they're all a bit chilly and they've got scarves on. <laughs> we don't know how they're going through space. They just are. Don't just question like shooting through magic space. carpet sort of situation. <laughs> <laughs> well they have yeah, they just have to, they constantly have to get lifts with the Klingons and the Romulans. There's no federation ships whatsoever. It's just like Uber. And that's why the Klingons and Romulans hate the Federation so much, because they're trying to just keep their empire and, you know, keep expanding. And on the app, they just keep getting Picard has ordered a lift from Golondon Core to Romulus. Your driver will be Martok. His registration plate says such and such. such Starfleet is your one moocher friend, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) I'll give you. I'll give you a. I'll give you dilithium money. Don't worry about it. I'll give you uh, three crates of self-stealing stem bolts. (laughs) (laughs) Well. I've just got word from the ship that we've been cleared for landing in Shuttle Bay 3, so I think we need to wrap this up. Thank you all for joining us this week. Please do get in contact with us via our website, shiptalkingpod.com, or send us a hail and email form to hello at shiptalkingpod.com. You can also tweet us at shiptalkingpod, and don't forget to check out the exclusive benefits available to our patrons at patreon.com slash shiptalkingpod, or just click the link at the top of our website. Your support makes this all possible. Thanks again, and see you again soon. Jolan True. Bye-bye. Live long and prosper. Mm-hmm.